Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. Good morning, Dr. Paul. Gloomy Monday today. Yes. Rainy but, and gloomy. But uh, there, there's the heat on some people, but we're, <laughs> we're not going to feel it this week in the weather. <laughs> we have to brace up. Can you imagine it freezing in Texas? Wow. That's, that's terrible. No. But anyway, we'll, we'll survive that, but I'm not sure people are going to survive some of the heat going on in Washington and the FBI. Uh, I, I hope uh, I hope they never discover what my position is on the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> they might cancel me. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, we're going to start off with talking a little bit about the FBI. Uh, and I'm on record, and I think it's been published before that even before I even surprised myself when I went back, and it was probably a libertarian thing. Uh, I called for the elimination of the FBI. And, I didn't, I didn't think I knew. I didn't think I knew that much back then. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, FBI. This is, comes from <coughs> Zero Head. FBI faces subpoenas after Twitter files <coughs> exposing social media ties, and that's like uh, they're getting a taste of their own medicine. And you, go, you know what? They don't like this. I mean, to, and, and you know, somebody else made the point that uh, you know all the all the precedents for what the Republicans could do have been sort of opened up the door with uh, the uh, January 6th hearing because yeah. they, they just went after everybody and anybody. And uh, some of it is uh, controversial about who has to come forth. Uh, I was never too keen on the politicians uh, being the executioner of justice, yeah. you know, and they're running into some of those things. But here the FBI says that... Uh, uh, what would uh, they're, they're going to use it the subpoenas are going to be the people that are in knowledge ab about this um, this this is a big deal as far as every day I read more of this <clears throat> but there's not much talk about it on the mainstream media matter of fact they're sort of you know taking as a, a badge of courage you know that they stand up and they're going to insist that uh, this process continue but i don't know how they're going to do it if they're out of office <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway uh, these the subpoenas uh it, it will be uh, a lot of action in january come there's a lot already because you know they, they are so obsessed with uh trump hatred and uh, they don't deal with his uh, f fallacies in his policy. It's always hatred because they don't like Personal, the guy. Yeah. You know, so they're going to, they're even up to now to the last minute. That's their whole thing. How can we stick it to Trump? And they, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of an, an obsession. It's extreme. Uh, it's almost like if he's... Um, if he's so if he's so dangerous, why do they keep bringing his name up? Yeah. Because, because the supporters of Trump, and I imagine over time, people the media wouldn't accept this. But over time, he he tends to uh, you know uh, get more support. Some people come over just saying, "What are they doing to this guy? Why don't they leave him alone? We must just move on." But uh, people people are. Uh, you know, not, uh, I think, ganging up on Trump as much as the media would like us to think. Yeah. Well, this really should be the scandal of the decade. There's no question about it. And I think the fact that it isn't, A, shows how corrupt, as you mentioned, the mainstream media is in the United States. They're trying to ignore it. And B, how dumbed down and apathetic most of the American public is. And that's a real shame. But you can't blame them because they're, being cons they're consuming garbage on TV uh, rather than looking for the truth. But I mean, what we learned over the weekend from the latest release of the Twitter file, and you, you mentioned it today in your column, is that the FBI literally 
uh, joined Twitter. I think um, Matt Taibbi called it a subsidiary. Twitter was a <laughs> subsidiary of the FBI. And this is exactly what you've said all along. The problem is not that it's a private company uh, endorsing certain uh, you know, values that they w would like, but it's in fact operating as an arm of the government. And we've seen that now with this latest release. We've seen it right there in the open. Over 80 FBI and other intelligence agency assets who are solely dedicated to telling Twitter who they should, which, you know, which tweets they should ban, <coughs> who they should ban, who they should censor, how they should censor. It's literally the FBI in there, you know, twirling the, uh, twirling the, the needles here. And, and, and this is a good response. We saw this. This is from the Epic Times. If we can put that first one up, because the House, incoming House Republicans have noticed this. Now, we don't have any illusions <laughs> about the incoming House Republicans, so we're not, we're not, they're not superheroes. But we do like what we see. FBI faces subpoenas after Twitter files exposing social media ties. And this is, um, if you can actually put the next one, this is Mike Turner, who's the incoming House Intelligence Committee chair. Uh, and this is from the Epic Times piece. He said the FBI is facing subpoenas after the so-called Twitter files revealed that the Bureau had been working closely with the social media company. Uh, and this is Turner, Representative Turner. We are definitely pursuing the Department of Justice and also the FBI, he told Fox News, before adding, we certainly intend to pursue subpoena power to expose the extent to which the FBI is doing this. Uh, and I'm doing one more, actually, because I like what he's saying here, and that's why I highlight it. He mentions about the contacts between the FBI and Twitter, and he says, it's been our objective to get a hold of these files <coughs> To see the extent of this, how we can stop it, we can cut off funding, which of course is the power they have. And I think this is an interesting bit of turnabout, Dr. Paul, because normally, and we remember this, years and years, Congress would call the heads of the, these companies to browbeat them into, you know, into uh, you know, censoring and all this. And now they're actually going to call the FBI and saying, why have you been involved in that? I think that's a positive move. You know, why I'm fascinated with this is because I've used the term that uh, we're engaged in a secret coup, and it's been going on a while. It wasn't just one day, <clears throat> but gradually, over many decades, there has been a coup. The Constitution has been destroyed, and the control has fallen into the hands of some radical progressives who have no concept of right and wrong, and I call them nihilists because they do anything they want, and they think they're doing the right thing. But uh, I, because of this, this reveals, I think it supports my argument, which I didn't have as much factual proof as what has come out now, because there, there really was a control by, uh, you know, the government uh, over, the, uh, over the economy and over these people. So uh, in that sense, there were, but I think, it, I think the coup has infiltrated, uh, you know, the educational system, the medical system, the judicial system on down here. But this is, this is, uh, you know, makes them squirm, but it's still amazing to me that they'll come, you know, the people who participate uh, as, as part of the coup. And they, 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 because I think it's because they don't know right and wrong. They don't believe they're his, they're, they're, their duty is to uh, do what they do. Just because it's a lie doesn't matter to them, so they, uh, they, they have no shame or guilt. And that's uh, probably a tougher enemy to deal with because they get control of the media and the social media, but eventually it ends. And that's why this is so important. I think it's the beginning of the end if 
the people who are getting sick and tired of it, and there's more and more people doing this, that we can reverse this trend. Uh, and otherwise, if we don't, uh, things are going to deteriorate very badly, you know, <clears throat> economically and civil liberty-wise, and it's going to be, uh, the longer we go, the worse it's going to get. And right now, we're facing the difficulty about getting our message out because of this cancellation and yeah. all. But this is, this is good. But it's great service uh, <laughs> to, for, for the American people. And, you know, Representative Turner makes a very good point, and I think this is actually the key point, and this is from the article. He says... The FBI had, under the cover of saying they were pursuing foreign malign influence, really exploded into activities that involved engaging with mainstream media and social media and really impacting what is a normal debate of democracy. And this is a thing that's very important because we had so many years of absolute lies about Russian influence in the elections, Russia having influence over Trump, Russiagate, Trumpgate, Impeachgate, what have you. The fact is they use this as an excuse. The FBI use it as an excuse. Oh, we're just looking in there for foreign malign influence. And then when you look under the hood, you find out they're sending, they're churning out list after list, ban this guy, ban this one, do this, do that and the other. So that's how they got their foot in the door. And they use that, you know, they use that to terrify Americans. Oh, the Russians are coming, they're coming to get us. We have to let the FBI go after them. Well, they didn't go after the Russians. They went after us, and that's what we've learned from this. You know, we have had to live with a <clears throat> organized effort to destroy the principles of truth, and they established the truth. But I work on the principle that no matter what you do, you can harass, you can arrest, you can shoot, you can do everything, but it doesn't touch truth. Matter of fact, it reinforces it for the people who wake up. But that's, that's what they do. They think they can destroy truth by ignoring it or punishing it. And uh, I don't think they can because if truth is truth, you can't change it. Uh, it's just a matter of how people are going to perceive it. And that is why, uh, as I was leaving, as I did in the Congress, I emphasized mostly it is our freedom of expression that is so crucial so that we can combat the ideas and the, the values put out by the opposition. And this is probably what we, in a way, talk about all the time. But, uh, but uh, like I said, I like this idea of exposure of the people because uh, even though I, I think our enemy uh, has uh, distorted and devalued the principle of truth, uh, there's still a lot of Americans that still sense it and they know it. I think it's a natural thing to be able to distinguish truth from fiction and lies and cheating. But there's also the temptation by people who are benefiting on, sometimes they say, yeah, I know that's true. But in the meantime, I might as well make use of it and everybody else is, you know, putting a hand in the cookie jar. I'm going to do it and I'm, I'm going to play. I've had some constituents tell me that was. He says, uh, they, they agreed with what, the way I voted. They said, but what we want is somebody up there to get more stuff for us before it, before it all falls apart. And uh, that, that is not my position. <laughs> <laughs> more goodies. Well, here's a couple of <coughs> tweets from some members. <coughs> Excuse me. And I would say if we put our faith in the Kevin McCarthy's of the House Republican uh, uh, group, we will not be satisfied. But there are some more radical members, and I use that term in a positive way, who are going to keep to hold their feet to the fire, I think. And I'd be surprised if these guys caved. Let's put up the next one. This is Matt Gates from Florida. He's reacted to the latest Twitter files by saying the FBI has a lot to answer after the latest drop of Twitter files. Jim Jordan 
Mike Johnson, Andy Biggs, and Dan Bishop and I will be asking the questions. Clear your calendar. And these will all be taking a senior uh, positions. I think Jordan is going to head judiciary from what we hear, so he will have a lot of power. Uh, and let's do the next one. This is Congressman Greg Stoiba from Florida, and he makes a great point. 80 FBI agents were colluding with Twitter to police content and moderate American speech? Sounds like communist China to me. Investigations are coming. Very good point. It does. And the last one from Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's been on this from the beginning. She said, and this is something else to talk about, Dr. Paul. Now apply what we know they did at Twitter to Facebook and Google and more. I'm really looking forward to Republican control, committee work, and subpoena power. So that one may be the next shoes to drop will be Facebook, which you know has been hassling the Ron Paul Institute and myself personally uh, without any evidence of anything, just locking us out. And Google, who knows what they're doing to suppress people looking at our organization and other organizations. So let's hope this will whet the appetite of Americans and of decent people in Congress of both parties to start looking into what the government is doing to suppress the speech of Americans. You know, the abuse that we have suffered didn't come overnight. It's been there for a long, long time. It's the nature of government. You're always going to see, but it's really magnified year after year. I think this, uh, the 20th century wasn't a very good century, you know, for protecting our privacy and our liberties. But I think this is a sign that is the beginning of the unwinding. All of a sudden, they're picking away and say, well, it's just Twitter, you know, who knows? Maybe they're the only bad guy. Well, the bad guys are the people who believe that, uh, that evil is good and that they're doing good and, uh, and, and they can help people. And, uh, and even if they get caught, you know, for some reason, you never see them say, you know, uh, I should have done that or something like that. But I think this is the beginning. And I think uh, if the Republicans do half of what they pretend they're going to do, there will be an unwinding and it won't be ended with uh, Twitter come fighting back and getting rid of uh, Musk or something like that because uh, there's a mountain of dirt out there and it needs clean. But I, I really think this is the beginning of the unwinding and, uh, and uh, a reversal to people concentrating on truth and justice rather than the politics of uh, uh, the conventional politics of the last many, many years. Uh, so th there is reason to say th th this is certainly a benefit. And like you say, let's just hope a lot of people wake up from this. Well, speaking of a mountain of dirt, that's a good segue because that reminds me of a certain member of the U.S. House who himself is a mountain of dirt. If we can put this next <laughs> one on, I hate to be rude, but Dr. Paul, I can't help myself when it comes to Adam Schiff, a truly horrible person. Uh, and this is from Jonathan Turley, one of the best commentators, one of the best holding the line on free speech. He points out, even as the public outrage over censorship at Twitter, government censorship at Twitter, even at, is it, as it's rising, and you mentioned, I think, in your column today, a new poll coming out about how Americans are really mad about this. Even as that's happening, well, good old teenager Adam Schiff, he sent a letter to Facebook demanding that they increase their censorship. Don't back off. You must continue censoring people because they can't be allowed to speak freely. You know, this makes, makes my point that they have no concept or desire of dealing with truth. I mean, their, their goal is to distort the truth. And then no matter how, how bad, uh, how, how many evil things that they do, 
their their political operation is blame the opposition. How could anything be more perfect with a tool in that than the Hillary approach during the campaign? You know, everything they were doing, the Russiagate, was all the, the real evil was done by them, and they were able to flip around, and uh, they still can do it. They still do it right now, but it, it amazes me that people will tolerate this for so long uh, but uh, like I, I believe I believe that no matter what they do they can't kill truth uh, but it can lay dormant for a long time and that's why our efforts I, 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 I believe they're worthwhile because doing nothing I don't think is worthwhile but uh, to point out these things and wake people up makes a big difference and I still love the waking up of of the people d during COVID you know, how did things get, yeah. get returned, uh, you know, to, to a little bit of nor normalcy? And that's ongoing. You know, uh, they infiltrated all the spots that they were able to influence, uh, you know, government and laws and all. But right, right now, uh, there's a reversal going on in our school system, our school boards. They're getting elected and they're doing it in a much more <laughs> legitimate manner. So uh, let's, let's hope that momentum goes, continues that way. We'll do our best effort to keep it going. Yeah, well, here's the real irony about Adam Schiff. <laughs> now, he sent a letter to Nick Clegg, who's, by the way, a failed British politician. Uh, but Clegg has got a new gig where he makes a lot more money. He's the president of global affairs of Meta, which is the parent company of Facebook. He and a few other Democratic members of the House sent a letter to Clegg demanding that Facebook continue censoring disinformation. And Turley very, very well points out put on the next clip, for Schiff to talk about disinformation is pretty disingenuous. And here's Turley. He says, Clegg has given Schiff's telephone number to discuss Facebook's compliance, an ironic contact point for a letter on censoring disinformation. After all, points out Jonathan Turley, Schiff was one of the members of Congress who, before the 2020 presidential election, pushed the false claim that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. And he has been criticized for pushing false narratives on Trump-Russia uh, collusion in the 2016 election. Schiff has previously pressured social media companies to expand the censorship. So this is a guy who is the chief of disinformation and misinformation. <laughs> he's the chief of lying. He's the chief of making up fake news. And here he's demanding that Facebook get more involved in censoring uh, what he would call fake news, which you and I would call true news. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I'm getting some information here. It's also from uh, Jonathan's article, mm -hmm. and, and he's going to be quoting uh, a very famous person that knows all the answer to this, and her name is Senator Elizabeth Warren. Oh. <laughs> She's a source of, uh, you know, truth and, <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. Okay, he, he goes, Others, like, uh, and they're talking about who, who should uh, penalize and direct, uh, uh, who, who should be spied on. Like, others like S Senator Elizabeth Warren, Democrat, have called on social media companies to use enlightened, <laughs> enlightened algorithm. Oh, I didn't know, I never even learned that. I didn't learn it in Sunday school <laughs> about enlightened. the enlightened and all algorithms in order to know what was right and wrong. There were other ways to learn right and wrong. Okay, the algorithms to protect <clears throat> protect the people from their 
own bad choices. Can you imagine that? Wouldn't that be a miracle? I mean, just think if everybody in this world all of a sudden wasn't allowed to make a bad choice, then you also wouldn't have any choices, so they would be all dictated to it. He says, after all, as President Joe and Biden ask, without censorship and wise as editors, how do the people know the truth? <laughs> you know, and they do this so seriously. You know, that, that's what we're up against. Yeah. But if, th th this is stupid, too. If, if we can't win over this sort of stuff, that's why I always wondered why <clears throat> we don't do better on defending the free market economy because it's so wonderful. It works. The evidence is overpowering. And uh, I, I put some of the blame on us who deliver the message of, of freedom and free markets and sound money because uh, it should go uh, pretty easily because it's a lot of common sense. But uh, here, Biden has it. If uh, how how else if they don't do it, how how else are you going to know? And he uses the word, "How will anybody know the truth if you don't go to the government?" Oh, and every truth that Senator Warren has pushed has been exposed as a lie, from from Russia Gate to COVID and beyond. Everything has been exposed as a lie. So it's um, yeah, I think um, it's an insult to our intelligence. But I'm going to before we move on, Dr. Paul, I'm going to again remind our viewers of the sponsor of our program and that is fourpatriots.com, great American company. They provide the ability to take care of your family and ensure a healthy food supply in case of any kind of disasters or even in case of bad weather, which we're getting right here in Lake Jackson. The great thing about fourpatriots.com is an American company. They give jobs to Americans and they also help our <laughs> veterans with their profits. Uh, you can get a three month supply of delicious food that will keep for 25 years. You don't have to eat it up. This is not like the old stuff you put away. This is good gourmet food that you can survive on. You enter Ron for your 10% discount. Enter Ron, 10% discount. And not only food, generators, survival bundle, everything you need to survive, go to the number 4patriots.com. Enter <coughs> Ron for your 10% discount and free shipping every order over $97. Dr. Paul, the next thing we're going to talk about is more corruption. What a bad day this is for us. Um, but let's put it up. And this is, has to do with Ukraine and the military industrial complex. And we saw this at Vox via our friends at antiwar.com. This DC party invite <laughs> shows all the money to be made off the Ukraine war. And I'll set it up for you, Dr. Paul, but what it is is a Ukrainian embassy held a reception and the invitations they sent out were literally, and we can look at this, literally, the next one, literally sponsored by the military industrial complex. This is, and I can attest to this is how these invitations work because I got many of them when I worked for you on the Hill, Dr. Paul. But on the bottom, I've never seen this. <laughs> sponsored by Northrop Grumman, Raytheon Technologies, Lockheed Martin. It reminds me of the movie Idiocracy, but unfortunately, it's real. You know, I like the word corporatism because sometimes people use uh, socialism and fascism <clears throat> carelessly, and everybody has, uh, has a definition for it. But corporatism, I think, is more descriptive, and I think even Mussolini liked that term. Yeah. So uh, it is the combination of, uh, you know, business and government. And uh, 
I, I was just thinking here that uh, this little party they were having is the epitome of corporatism. <laughs> it's, you know, big business coming together, uh, you know, with government people and uh, playing that game. But I, w I would like to uh, ask you if you know anything about this. But I, I've, I was a little bit annoyed uh, that we, we didn't even get an invitation. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't want us there at their little party. But that, that, is, it is, that is tragic. And it's, uh, uh, I, 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 I just think that uh, people can catch on to it. You know, this is, this is the opening that I've had for so long, but it's not as strong as it used to be. <clears throat> if you understand, excuse me, <clears throat> if you understand corporatism, and a subsidy to big business, you should have an open door to talking to the progressives. Yeah. And there's still, still there are some very strong progressives that work with us in the anti-war, pro-civil uh, liberty issues. And uh, that, that is, uh, I think, because they, you know, even a person like, uh, uh, like Elizabeth, you know, uh, Warren, Warren, yeah. Warren she, she's always hacking away at the corporation, but now she's part of the gang. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe she wasn't ever really with us on that. <laughs> well, I've been to a lot of these embassy receptions, I'll have to say, and I can attest to the fact that they are not serving PB&J sandwiches there. <laughs> they are spending high on the hog, and that money is directly provided by the military industrial complex. It's right there on the invitation. They provide the money for the caviar and who knows what else they were serving there. But that money ultimately came from us, taxing us to pay for this lavish party. Um, but there's a lot of money involved, Dr. Paul. And here's from the article. If we can go to the next one. Um, this is a, a quote from the article. That Ukraine and those U.S. military contractors have a strong relationship isn't surprising. America's allies and partners around the world bought some $50 billion in U.S. weapons last year. These four companies produced some of the most high-profile missile <coughs> defense systems. And the next one, I know this is going to shock you, Dr. Paul, but this is the free market. <laughs> it's, this is from the article. It's also been good for business for U.S. defense contractors. Among the biggest winners are Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, and Northrop Grumman. Each of their stocks has climbed since Russia's invasion with Lockheed up about 38% this year. These guys are, I'm sure, cheering the Russian invasion because it is buying new mansions in McLean day after day after day. Hey, and, you know, I assume that they probably at these parties drink a little alcohol. Oh, yeah. Maybe. So, therefore, you know, it's, uh, they, they're involved in drugs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> alcohol is a very dangerous drug, but nobody talks about yeah. that, you know, the danger of, uh, of uh, alcohol. Yeah. So, but uh, <clears throat> that, is, um, that is something that uh, will not change because that's typical of what you should expect for the type of system we have now unless we take a few more suggestions and review and not think they're ancient rules the uh the setup we, that we were given by the constitution which is uh i i would not try to declare it was a perfect institution but i would argue that it was the best or one of the very best uh guides for the way government should treat the people and uh the one thing that people tend to forget about that arrangement is it's federal it's federal Jonathan Turley always mentioned it. this is a federal law, this is a federal law. So there's room, like, like right now on COVID, there was room for the states uh, to individually do worse things and better things. And it was, uh, it was an, uh, uh, <coughs> you know, a vehicle. 
but uh, that is not available to us now because they you have to have a, a, a logarithm and figure it out and yeah. that will decide what it, what is truth or not well there's always been this kind of corruption in dc and we know that but never before has it been this obvious <laughs> and this absolutely shameless and in fact we talked about bill hartung he's over at the quincy institute um, and he is, he is quoted in this Vox article, we can put that up, um, because he does make the point. He says, I've never quite seen this kind of public embrace of a country and the weapons contractors as is happening in Ukraine, said Bill Hartung. I can't imagine another situation where the contractors would sponsor an event for a country that they're arming in the middle of a war. It's really, really is remarkable i would add to hartung's content so blatant so blatant and corrupt well i'm going to close out dr paul and if you'll put that next clip up just to remind our viewers that the ron paul liberty report is a project of the ron paul institute a 501c3 charity uh, and around this time of year we do ask our viewers and supporters of the ron paul institute and all that we do including our conferences uh, throughout the country uh, through our Ron Paul Scholars <coughs> Program. We ask for your support. Toward the end of the year, of course, as you know, we look for tax-deductible contributions. You can give your money to a 501c3 rather than giving it to Uncle Sam, who then gives it to Northrop Grumman and <laughs> Lockheed Martin. Uh, and this is a picture of our homepage, ronpaulinstitute.org. I'll put a link up, but you just click that button saying support, and it'll take you to a page where you can support the Ron Paul Institute, keep us going, keep the show growing next year, and the other things that we do, and we deeply, deeply appreciate your interest and support in what we're up to. Dr. Very Paul? Very good. <clears throat> I want to talk a minute about uh, the whole principle of uh, the First Amendment and corporations, because <clears throat> a, lot of, a lot of people still are confused that they're private and therefore they can do these things. Uh, but <clears throat> Jonathan Turley is very good in pointing out, and we have pointed this out as well, is there's a big difference between being a private company or a private organization and you voice an opinion uh, compared to getting all your orders from the government. And I think what we've demonstrated here today is that's the real crime here. They've been getting orders uh, from the uh, government and threats and innuendos, economic benefits, economic pain and suffering. So that is absolutely, totally different. And I think what has happened is along the way, uh, it, it, it took many, many decades, especially since uh, the 30s, that the um, that the principle of private property ownership has become blurred. Most people realize that there's a so-called separation of church and state, that if you have a church uh, and you're teaching a certain religion, that nobody has a right to walk into your church and say, I want equal time, get away, I gotta give my speech. Everybody knows that's, that's wrong. But the, uh, <clears throat> the, the, the whole thing is, is we have blurred what private property is. There was a time when most schools were private. You know, our early universities, they were, they were private universities. And uh, then there was the state, uh, state organization that would also be involved. But uh, I think we, uh, <coughs> the owner, uh, it, it make, makes the big difference. The owner can do that. And if it, gets, it goes too far, it's, it's a fraud and libel and, you know, and there's ways to combat it. But we don't have, the, <coughs> the property is now
equally own and you share ownership with the government and if you don't have ownership you have control which is probably even worse than ownership because you don't know where you stand and they own everything it's sort of like uh, oh, well we own our income no you don't the government owns a hundred percent of it and they give you permission on how much you're allowed to keep for yourself so ownership and private property is very important believe me that could, if people would accept that principle, we could go a long way in sorting this out. Who can say what and algorithms is not going to be a substitute, you know, for the whole principle of finding out what truth is. A truth is, truth cannot be destroyed just by a bunch of hoodlums coming in and saying, that's, that's not true, that's terrible, because they don't even believe in it. And uh, I, I just don't consider those concepts that complicated. That's why on the bottom line, I, I, I work very hard at being optimistic because it's a horrible mess that we've allowed ourselves to get into, whether it's the, the, the national debt, the ruination of our monetary system, a foreign policy that has uh, made us commit to maintaining an empire around the world. I mean, uh, and what they've done to the medical system uh, how could that be easily solved? It can be. Understanding the principles of personal liberties, having a very, very limited government, and one of my suggestions has been that if you get a little bit annoyed what the FBI was doing to us, uh, maybe, uh, you know, my suggestion is why don't we just get rid of the FBI and see what happens then. I don't think we sh will be less safe. I'll tell you, I don't think that for a minute. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.